Hello, I'm Zara, a self-published author of young adult and new adult fiction. And I'm Kelly, a fantasy writer being held together by threads of optimism. And this is Writish, the podcast by writers for writers, where we discuss craft and hot topics in the writing community. I think it is fitting that we go over how we personally define gratitude. So this could be how we show it or how we feel it. And how I, you know, express this is not verbally because with most things, I'm terrible at verbal communication. So whenever I'm grateful for something or circumstances or just dumb luck, I really like expressing gratitude or happiness via food. <laughs> and I say that because food is something that can be given at different occasions for different circumstances, for different celebrations. And the love and care that you put into making a meal can really shine through. So one of my favorite things, because if you're new to me and my life, I have a lovely partner husband named Logan. And <laughs> I'm very grateful for him because of him and all the things that he does. I am able to do what I want to do. And I'm able to explore my writing and explore my creative self more. So something that I really enjoy doing for him is making an ordinary weekday special by making specific meals or specific sweets and desserts. And he just absolutely loves it. I wish I could do that. I'm still kind of learning how to cook. For me, I do express it through words, but sometimes it's anything I'm thankful for. Sometimes I might jokingly say like, oh, thank God for blank. I am thankful for it. I, I'm not joking about that, but I, it's not serious either. Or I could say I'm so grateful for the friendships I have, which is a lot Lot more serious to really show that I'm grateful for people because you know you talked about how you express that to Logan I also do acts of service but instead of cooking it's more like I'll be the shoulder to cry on or the listening ear that my friends need or if they are like freaking out and they need a reality check from a friend to help combat their imposter syndrome which we talk all about in episode one I'm always happy to do that which yes is using words but it I'm not telling them to their face directly that like oh, I'm grateful for you although I say that sometimes too it's more like I'm helping them I was thinking more like caretaker because like you are a Pisces I'm a Pisces we like to take care of people we like to dote on people so I'm picking up what you're putting down don't worry <laughs> yeah I, it's like I don't think I've ever thought about myself as a caretaker because like we've mentioned in previous episodes where I am not a mom I don't feel very maternal but yeah I guess it is true and it's something that I think we need to get more used to saying that like you can be a caretaker and not be a parent in the way that society always makes you think. But as you are a mother and a mama role and the mom friend of this duo and our other larger friend groups uh, through AuthorTube, and I'm sure in real life, <laughs> real life as in not just through AuthorTube. Hey, we will get there. I'm sure you're still the mom character there. Yeah, I like, I've always been more of the mom friend. So that was like even way back in high school. Now, granted, back in high school, I was a completely different person. I was definitely a hothead, but the mom friend was still underneath that hothead. <laughs> well, you're like a mama bear where it's like, fight me, pissed off or hurt someone that I care about. Let me, let me just tell you, baby Kelly was fighting everybody else <laughs> like it wasn't even the fact that like oh you hurt my friend I am upset with you it's you know what I don't like the way you're looking at me today and I'm gonna say something about it <laughs> it was terrible I think we should talk about 
things that we are grateful for that are writing related because this is a writish podcast. So, yeah, we did the ish part first, but now we're getting to the right part. What are you grateful for? All right. So writing related, some things I'm grateful for is being able to recognize now that writing is more of a personal journey and not a race to a finish line. And for some like background context, if I haven't said it enough already, nine episodes in, I'm a very self-critical person as I think all writers are to a degree. So this was a big deal for me, realizing that it was more about the personal journey and learning and growth than a race and a sprint. I'm also grateful for level up my drafts at the pace that I can go. So pacing for me, whether it was pacing for the story or just pacing with how I write was something that I definitely needed to learn how to balance. So the fact that my drafts, I can bust out at least two manuscripts for a book in a year. I think that's pretty good. I think a lot of it has to do with my circumstances that I'm very grateful for. But the pace that I have taught myself or that I realize I'm good at, like that works for me. And understanding my writing pace and writing process is different from others and how that is completely okay. Yeah, and normal. But I feel like there's a lot of comparing whenever you kind of first dive into AuthorTube and whenever your first kind of entering this writing journey and taking it more seriously. So I think going in, if you understand that your process and your pace is going to be different than those who like that you watch or those that you like look up to, that's going to be really good for you in the beginning. And I'm also grateful for the new ideas that have been sparked by content creating and the support from my friends to pursue it is also really good. So all in all, I'm grateful for my online friends I made during 2020. And as a stay-at-home mother, it was really nice to have socialization. Even though I'm still inside my home, they've really made a difference with my mental health and also helped me feel a little bit more confident with my writing because your girl really has some issues going on sometimes with how adequate I feel. But again, it's a journey and I am realizing that it's a, it's more about growing and developing as a writer and as a storyteller. I feel like you've kind of said everything that I was going to say. I'm definitely grateful for the friends I've made through writing and most of them through AuthorTube during 2020. I've had a lot of not good friendships in the past and there have been some that are good obviously and I'm very grateful for those but AuthorTube has brought me so many friends who accept my enthusiastic and sometimes nerdy and grammar loving (laughs) also witchy and musical theater obsessed self you know whereas friends in real life I've normally had to pick and choose what aspects of myself I showed them because I like didn't want to alienate people by just being too deeply into things that I love. And normally not that reason, but inevitably when I had a relationship like that, it would fall through. I just started being like, okay, well, I'm who I am and there's no reason to pretend that I'm not. It's attracted all these friends who I have a lot more in common with and are the best friendships I've ever had. So grateful for that. Can't say it enough. You're obviously one of those people and which is why I love making this podcast with you. I'm blushing right now, but I I wanted to touch on that real quick because you said that you would basically mute 
certain parts of yourself for others. And I think something really important and something that's really powerful is whenever people are multifaceted and there are a lot of layers to an individual. And sometimes it's like a beautiful quilt that has all these different patches sewn together. So I think as artists, we kind of understand that more, not that other people don't understand it, but I feel like as an artist, as a creator, we on a deeper level kind of have this connection with all those other parts and it's easier to connect with other artists because you know that, yeah, Kelly likes writing, but she's also really into cooking and sewing and she really wants to try, you know, clay and pottery at some point in time. People are so multifaceted that I think it's a shame that whenever we feel like in certain situations we have to mute some of those brilliant shining colors to make others comfortable and I hope that like moving forward in society it can kind of shift away from that and quirks will be the new in thing (laughs) yeah I totally agree I do think the internet has helped with that because I mentioned John and Hank Green's don't forget to be awesome in a previous episode but they always talk about being unironically enthusiastic about stuff and they're called nerd fighters not because you're fighting nerds or that you're nerds fighting other people but it's just that's the name that they go with but it includes the word nerd and I think for a very long time you know that used to be like an insult and now it's like yeah I'm a nerd self-proclaimed nerd is in a lot of people's internet bios and I think it's becoming more cool to be enthusiastic about parts of life and you know people shouldn't do it just because it's cool but it's good that it's now being recognized as cool but on top of that kind of rehashing what Kelly said I'm grateful that I've learned a lot about my writing process to make it better than it used to be and faster and cleaner. You know, Kelly can now write multiple drafts of a book in a year, which she couldn't before. And this crazy experiment of writing and publishing the three books in the Stellar Blood trilogy from start to finish, starting book one and then publishing it by the end of the third month and then rinse and repeating for the other two books back to back to back without any break. It's very cool to know that I can. I've said it before, I never want to do that again. You change your writing process as you go along and sometimes you feel like you haven't made progress because maybe you haven't finished as many books as you want to but no matter how long you've been going at it you keep learning things so definitely grateful for the writing progress I've made not in just how fast I do it but in how well I do it I like to think and then we unfortunately live in a world where money is very important Uh, and I started my Kofi page and my Twitch in 2021. I was doing AuthorTube in July 2020 and I had had a Kofi page before that but I wasn't really using it but then when I switched over to Twitch for most of my streaming although June was filled with a lot of Twitch slash YouTube streaming monetarily support me through Twitch and not YouTube. Just very happy to have not just writer friends like Kelly and other AuthorTubers who I've met but people people who then come to my streams and have decided to buy signed copies of my book from my Kofi page and and cheers and other fun things through Twitch 
which have allowed me to, in a very short amount of time, save up for a new laptop, which I thought was going to take forever. And obviously a laptop to a writer in the 21st century is very important. So yeah, money shouldn't cheapen stuff, but I do want to say thank you on that note too, not just for the intangible and priceless friendship that I've gotten. I think that's really important to uh, point out because I don't know, it's just, it's something that sucks that it has to be such like, and money has to be such an important thing, but you know, capitalist America kind of need it. So I am happy that you, my friend, have been able to get that support and been able to accomplish these things of what you already love doing. We kind of talked about how we define gratitude and what we're grateful for in our writing. So maybe we should kind of move on to what we're more grateful for in like our personal life in more of the ish of right-ish. <laughs> A lot of ish is coming through in this episode and you know, I'm here for it. We've had like eight episodes of practically no ish. Why don't you go first? Something that I'm grateful for, obviously, I feel like a lot of people are grateful for during the pandemic was, you know, a healthy family. And so I am grateful for a healthy toddler who always knows how to put a smile on my face and does some really crazy things that sometimes I am like, girlfriend, come on. But I am happy that my family is healthy because during the pandemic, I was worried about Luna and how she would be affected. But luckily we are all healthy, you know. I'm grateful for mostly having like a smooth pregnancy whenever I was pregnant with my last daughter, Lucy, um, because I will not be getting pregnant again. (laughs) That is not great for my body, but we had a few minor hiccups, but they were just hiccups. So I'm happy for, you know, a mostly smooth pregnancy. I'm also grateful for my two cats that we were able to keep whenever we moved. If you were watching me on YouTube back whenever I started in July of 2020, you know that I was a crazy cat lady and I kind of claimed all the neighborhood cats, but we couldn't take all of the neighborhood cats. (laughs) So I'm happy for the two we were able to take. And building from that, you know, I'm grateful to be living in a house again. The RV, Big Bertha, she was great. She was a moment. It was fine, you know, but I'm happy and grateful to be in a house again and be able to have like this steady, stable home. (laughs) And I'm also grateful that my mental health is still on an upward trend. I talk about it in a few different videos over on my YouTube channel about what kind of mental illnesses I live with. I will not say suffer with because I live with them and I choose not to suffer. I feel like it kind of puts a negative picture on some of my diagnoses that I live with. I know during the pandemic in my area, even though it is a small area, there was an increase in suicides and overdoses. So I'm grateful that mentally I'm in the best place that I have been for a long time and I only hope to continue to go upwards. Yeah, I'm also grateful for that for you. Also for me, New York definitely had a rough go with it. A lot of anti-Asian violence, increasing crime, like all sorts of crime, but like definitely violent crimes and suicide and depression and anxiety cases. And so I surprisingly also am on an upward trend thanks to this. I'm not thankful for the pandemic, but a few things I am grateful for it is creating the need for AuthorTube that has allowed AuthorTube to 
like multiply from the start of the pandemic to now and the friends that we've made through it, which we mentioned before. And then also just shining a light on some very important social justice issues that I think our country would have preferred to ignore. And it probably will ignore again, because let's be honest, we had the Chinese Exclusion Act and we had Japanese internment camps. And yet everyone was like, oh my God, there's anti-Asian violence and racism in America. And it's like, well, yes, it's called history, but... Sorry, I just needed to insert here. Um, I live in a very small rural area and I did not learn about the Japanese like internment camps until I was an adult learning history myself. So I feel like maybe, you know, that stuff should be taught more in public education, but that's a whole nother topic that I can get really passionate about for hours. On a happier note, I am also grateful for my family for being healthy and relatively unscathed by the pandemic. The kids are all right as the saying goes, but thankfully are the older people in my family. I was adopted when my mom was older than most of the parents of people who went on to become my classmates. And so that means that my family is older than me by a good amount. And a lot of them have had things throughout the years that made it very worrisome about whether or not they'd be okay during this pandemic and they have been and so I am like eternally grateful that they are okay and then grateful for my dog Riley she acts like a cat more often than not but you know when she does want to hang out with me she can be very cuddly her and she's just a natural antidepressant and adorable bit of a diva you know hence the cat part love her so much she's also healthy she did have a minor surgery on her foot over the summer which was worrisome because we didn't want anything to get infected but that went fine without any issues and uh thankful for my own health Well, I think even though this episode was filled with a lot more ish, I'm pleased to say, hey, this has been The Writers Podcast, and we'll be back with another episode next week. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at The Writers Podcast without a hyphen and on Kofi at ko-fi.com slash The Writers Podcast, again, without a hyphen. Be sure to join us for our conversation about revision after NaNoWriMo. Bye.